Hey everybody, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. First of all, I'm going to give a shout out to our main sponsors, Rising Suns, the award-winning brewery in Cork. And you will get the chance to have a few drinks in there. I'm welcoming Dan and Linz from Iron Altar. How are you, lads? Good, yeah. How are you? Hey, buddy. How are you doing? Very good. And we've our guest co-host here tonight. We've got Steve, who is coming up as Pancho. It's an in-joke, lads. You did tour with Zahora at some stage, rather. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so you did meet Pancho, who is Steve's uh-huh. brother. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. another mother, I suppose. That's the <laughs> Richie's made the mistake several times in person. Oh, oh yeah. Richie, and who else has made the mistake? A few other people. Maybe it's a growing list. It's a growing yeah. list. I think, I think Pancho's missus did too at some point. Why? <laughs> 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 So, lads, the reason why you're on tonight, um, and welcome to the show, I'm delighted to have you on. You have a new album that's coming out on the 29th of September, Promethean. Thanks for sending it on to me. It is fucking ridiculous. Just beyond heavy, really. I I don't know. Are people even ready for this (laughs) new form of heaviness coming from Edinburgh? It must be in the air, lads, or what's going on? (laughs) Yes, it is heavy. I mean, we worked on this for so long as well. So yeah. it feels like it's we're just finally glad to release the whole thing and get it out there. You know, we're at that stage. So Yeah. So you've released two fantastic singles off it, Mortality and Megalith. Did you hear them, Steve, yet? I did, yes. Um, I'm definitely a fan of Mortality. That one gets really, really heavy at the end. I love the change halfway through and it's really heavy. And there's another one as well, Hunted. That was yeah, right. that's, that's... came out the start of September, yeah. First. Oh yeah, September, that's yeah. right. Yeah, class. Yeah, see, it's a good thing you've got your co-host, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to correct him, you know, but it's fine. <laughs> you should honestly. That's why I'm here. <laughs> but oh no, yeah, Honestly, as Richie so, yeah. said, like really, really heavy. Like your stuff is heavy before this. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's just the, the production as well as another step mm-hmm. up from before. It it's just really punchy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 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 it definitely is heavier. It's more diverse. It's bigger. It's smaller. It's louder. It's quieter. It's everything. But like, yeah, Mortality is one of my favorites as well. So one of my top two on the on the record. But yeah. Like I have that down in my notes as it kind of sums up the band and the album, basically. That sounds yeah. Itself. It's, it's, I think it's a good like introduction. Yeah. So let's talk about Lewis Johns. Jamie produced the first one, Pillars of Blood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Jamie. So Jamie is currently residing in some mental asylum after working with Dog Tired for so long on the Red Verse. I think they actually pushed him over the edge. I haven't seen him or been mentioned since yeah. that album came out. <laughs> oh, he's um, just had a baby as well, so he definitely has lost his mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's also a uh, hammer of just been recording as well. So that's that's All double right. Keith. So yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Two, two bouts of Keith on drums for him. Yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously, you're great pals, and working with Jamie on the first one. How was it for you? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was really good. Um, I think the the biggest difference between doing that one and this one was just how we approached it. Um, doing okay. it with Jamie, it was kind of we spread it out over a, a long period of time. I've forgotten most of it probably because it was uh, it haunts me, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Certainly tracking tracking the guitars um for me and, and Squee, we I think it it was like several months by the time we, we got it finished. Um, but it was great, it was good. Yeah. But we were just trying to do it in the in the free time we had. 
Mm. Um, and I suppose you had a, a, a minuscule budget as well. Yeah, that totally. was it. I mean, it was, yeah. And I think we were just interested in like, we have these tracks, we want to get an album out to go and play gigs. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, they're all good songs and everything, but like, we were really like new as a band, particularly me. It was like, I, I, yeah, joined later on as well. So, yeah, um, we just wrote the songs and then recorded them. There was no yeah. like, are these good enough? Or, you know, oh, we've got 15 songs, let's cut it down to X. We just mm. wrote the songs and then went, well, there you go. <laughs> Record yeah. them now. This is, this is what the band are like. Let's let's play them and then go play some shows and we'll grow while we do that. This mm. was like, we focused like really hard on songwriting and um, developing all these ideas. And we had like dozens of demos and like stuff we recorded and we just tore it apart and we're like, you know. And when we're like, it's not even... Um, democratic when we're songwriting it's like it has to be unanimous like if someone doesn't like something okay. it's not going to make the cut like everyone has to be on board or like you know that riff's not going in there sorry mate you know yeah so, that's like it, five of you have to fucking agree on it like yeah yeah but and it like i think that works for us in the it, we've got to like an album that we're all like super stoked on and it mm. you know it's um yeah, we're finally happy to to get it out there, you know what I mean? So, and we wanted to do it properly. I mean, like, we can we can do something that we're really proud of. Not that we're not proud of yeah. our first record, but this yeah. is, like, definitely, like, a step, uh, a big step forward from where we were then, you know? 100%. Can you uh, sympathize with that, Steve? Oh, definitely. I was literally thinking of, like, Jesus, how do you do that with five people? We tired enough for three. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but same with, yeah, with, we're doing ours. It's... I just I just shout really loudly till everyone fucking agrees with me. Yeah. So, I just, I just agree with him. Yeah. yeah, he'll just keep going if you don't agree with him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, def- like we get the same. I listened to the first EP. Really proud of it at the time. We're like, oh Jesus, you know, it's just uh, when you were doing it back then. And you every time you go into the studio, you learn more. You think differently. Same with songwriting yeah. and just yeah. I find the demoing really helps us because. It's one thing playing it in the room, but it's another thing stepping back and listening to a recorded version of it before you get into the studio. Yeah, 100%. And we demoed everything in the room, like we recorded it, and then we went and tracked everything ourselves as like a refined demo. So by the time we got to, went down south to record the whole record, we'd recorded the whole thing like twice as well. You know what I mean? So when was um, this, Linz? What, what, what year are we talking about? Was this 2021 or 22? This was uh, what year are we in? <laughs> this is this is this was last year that we okay. that we went down and record tail end of twenty two. So we recorded like November twenty two with yeah. Lewis. Mm. Yeah, and how many tracks were you playing around with before that? Like, there's nine obviously on the record, but like, was there two or three ones that just nearly oh, made yeah. the cut? Oh, I mean, I, I think there was probably more than 20 songs that got demoed okay. at some point. Okay. And there were, I mean, a few of them were probably never really in the mix, but like there were, yeah, by the time we were whittling it down, I remember like we had a big whiteboard in the jam room and, you know, mm. there were like the last few cuts were kind of hard, but yeah. Yeah, there was one or two songs that we'd kind of played and, and written and then just, yeah, left them, decided they weren't. They weren't quite good enough, or or as Lynn says, like if someone wasn't quite happy with it, or weren't quite sure what we're doing, 
and just move on to the next thing. Yeah. All kind of and, works out. Okay, so they were in the demo stage. Had Andrew completed all the lyrics? There was no last minute entries down with Lewis Johns uh, down the ranch, no? No, I well, mean, was well, a couple you... bits. There was, there, there was a chorus. Um, yeah, was oh, it yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there were, there were songs with like full lyrics and everything that never made the cut. Yeah. And songs that okay. we played live even like a couple of times. But like, the, the, yeah, there were a few, like, Callus is funny because we'll go and like we'll play something a certain way, then we'll decide to change the structure. Then he gets furious because he has to change his lyric patterns and all this as well. But yeah, like we <laughs> we changed a few things in the studio, and it was kind of because I think Lewis did work like kind of as a producer, like and had ideas of his own and suggestions and stuff, and you know, which was really helpful. So yeah, we did. There were some like things we even changed down there um which totally worked out i think so yeah and is he the type of producer that encourages that yeah totally i mean yeah. it's i mean we were i think a lot more organized than some bands i mean some bands okay. would come in with some like you know kind of like rough demos and then the he would probably be more involved but we were like pretty like refined i mean it's like that sort of music it's a little bit more like it's not it's not overly technical but like it is you know we're not like a like a hardcore band that's coming in and yeah um, okay okay but yeah it's uh yeah he, he definitely had an input about feel and stuff as well yeah 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 totally he was always making suggestions on like yeah feel and playing style and um if you didn't have an idea you put out to the room um okay a couple of them and he's diplomatic and like some of our some of my ideas I was like oh I think we should do this and he was like mm. <laughs> nah <laughs> of course, like, yeah because I mean there's oh, okay. band dynamics yeah. going on the whole time and if you've got a producer that's strong enough to stand up to the likes of Linz who probably overpowers him <laughs> <laughs> no he's he's awesome and he's recorded with so many great bands and so yeah, he just sure. kind of like well this guy thinks it's a shit idea so maybe I'll just shut <laughs> Talk to us about the re recording of the guitars, Dan. It went a lot smoother than I expected. Okay. <laughs> um, it was cool. Uh, I mean, we kind of went down with our, our own gear and uh, ended up just sort of, I can't remember. I used my own guitar. I remember that. <laughs> He's got some nice amps, uh, a mm -hmm. belter of a cab, um, pedals-wise and stuff like that as well. He's got he had so much stuff, so like... Yeah, it was kind of fun having we mess around. Came up with a tone fairly quickly, and then and then got to recording. Um, I think between the pair of us, we had the guitars done in like three days. I think three, maybe four, and and overall, we had um, two weeks. Oh right, okay. Do the whole album, so um, yeah, it was good. It was good fun, and as as Lynn says, like he's like really chilled. You could tell that. You know, if I was maybe getting frustrated because I wasn't quite getting a bit right, then he was either he'd either decide whether he was going to push me a little bit or just be like, "Oh, it's fine. We'll move on to something else and then come back to it later." And then, you know, like Dan, you better play that a bit better because it's garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got he's got really good people skills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is great because I get really frustrated really easily, especially when it comes to that. And it's like the pressure of recording, um, and he kind of just made everything a bit. Yeah, it's just a bit more smooth and. 
putting the ease sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 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 The big selection of gear. Um, you know, it's just fun to play about with that. I can't remember if you used the Soldano or the I used the diesel. Use the diesel squeeze, yeah. the Soldano, and some Marshall for some overdubs and stuff. Yeah, Shanadar had the uh, an old JCM eight hundred. Nice. Uh, Did you do you guys always leave the studio with a list of things that you want to buy? I probably do. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I know after that I, mean... I was like, I want a diesel VH4, <laughs> and yeah. I almost did it, but talked uh, myself out of it. Yeah, I mean, he has this like old, like Gretsch bell brass snare drum, which is like amazing as well. But like, they're honestly several thousand pounds now to buy. And like the Tama ones are even more expensive, but they they sound like a cannon, especially in a good room. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did yeah. uh, Warren out work with Lewis? I think they did. They, they may did, they may well have done. I might have seen that. Yeah, because yeah. I remember Evan going on about the maybe the, even that particular drum. Yeah, he's used that on a few things. He used that on like the Employed to Serve album. Yeah. The, the latest one he did and probably some other stuff but yeah, yeah. it's an, um, those are like really popular I think for recording engineers and stuff and they sound they sound great in a good room yeah yeah that was okay. one of the things for me is as much as obviously my guitarists want a good sound I kind of feel like he can usually pretty nick well nail a good guitar sound fairly easily but drums are really hard to do and his drum production is absolutely fantastic yeah so it was it was definitely like employed the service conquering. I was like, that's the drum sound that I want. I'm not even the drummer, but that's <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys spend long setting up the drums? Like how long did that take to get your tones? Or did you use most of your own kit as well? No, we we used basically that kit. It was a an old Yamaha recording custom. And then we did, we tried a few different snares and then I used the bell brass like Gretsch one, which I thought I was going to <laughs> in the beginning. Um, but yeah, all my own like minor symbols. Um, and we spent like basically the first day like setting up um, and like, you know, getting a drum sound and stuff. But like Lewis is pretty rapid because like he works at that studio all the time. So, mm -hmm. yeah. and he knows that kit. So like we got a really good sound. And I think we might have recorded one song on the first day just to like get through it. But I can't, yeah, I think can't it did. really remember. We recorded something. Yeah. Wow. What time were you finishing up every night at? Pretty reasonable. It was like five, five o'clock, five, six o'clock, something like that. Yeah. We kind of sometimes stay on and do some editing afterwards. So. Okay. Yeah. We kind of treated it, yeah, like a day job. So we were in there at like, yeah. you know, nine, 10 in the morning until like five, six at night. And then we'd like go for dinner or, you know, have a few beers or whatever. But it was kind of like, it's a studio kind of. It's not in Southampton. It's like kind of in the middle of nowhere. So you're kind of just like, you know, he'll drive home and then you're just like, and we stayed there. So you're just like stuck with your band <laughs> in the accommodation. <laughs> so like we drank a lot of beer and played a lot of Scrabble <laughs> and, then, and then worked on like the guitar parts or whatever for the next day. So, yeah. So there's no distractions in other words. Yeah, it was really nice to like just be there and focus on like the yes. record for two weeks, and then yeah. it just it you just like everyone's like that's the reason why you're there, and you focus in on it, and mm. you get it done. I think that really there's a lot know, to be said for it, isn't it, Steve? Because like if you're going to a studio in a city, like you're in and out, so many distractions, family life, meeting friends, meeting parents, meeting you know, there's just fucking so many yeah. demands on you. Whereas if you're away from it all. Yeah, 
And that was great. we we did the same with our debut album, the last one, where we just took the two weeks off and we just said we'll just go at it. And I think it made a difference because we were doing like what you said before, just you know, odd weekend we'd record something and get something together. Is this the first time you've done that like weeks just blocked off for recording? Yeah. 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 And it was great. And I wouldn't want to do it another way. I think it's just like it's more it's more efficient as well and you just get better results. So yeah. 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 I love when people ask and like at in work and it's like I'm just off next week, just in the studio. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the envious look. Okay, so we're going to play one of the tracks off it. It's called Haunted. It's the second track, actually, of the album. Standout vocals <clears throat> right throughout the album, like big shout out to Callis and that is fucking amazing. His vocal performance right throughout it. Drums don't sound half bad either, Linz. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Yeah, you're putting yeah, in glass like, beats and there's just loads of variety in the drumming. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of, yeah, I always want to make things interesting and creative and varied i guess that's that's i i like bands that do that i mean i like bands that are just like straight up old school death metal bands but cool you know but like my favorite bands are like will be more progressive (coughs) or experimental or try different stuff so what would be your favorite drummers then maybe oh i mean my favorite drummer of all time is probably thomas hacker so (laughs) from mashuga but like i mean i think my top five bands um it's tough i before i would have said uh gojira i was just gonna Master. fucking say gojira because yeah. i can hear it <laughs> yeah, my, yeah i mean like mario is like one of, he's one of the best out there yeah yes he, he is like he's he's one of the best ever um the uh, uh gojira mastodon mashuga mm-hmm. um conjurer and rivers of nile yeah are probably my top five. Maybe Judas Priest creeping in there these days. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but yeah. 
yeah, he did a fucking some job on the drums. Uh, Callus's performance, I just want to get back to that right through the album, is incredible. As uh, Jesus Christ, like talk about bringing your ear game to an album. Um, yeah, okay, so amazing. mate, you can you, you it is amazing. Yeah, you can't really speak from lyrically wise, but um, the team that's running through the album, lads, maybe you could just develop that for the people that are listening and watching. Yeah, so I don't know the all the ins and outs of it, but it's, it's basically about um, prehistoric man and the, the kind of mental things that they they might have done or did uh, in the name of religion or God or ritual. Yeah. Um, so Hunter itself is about, um, if I, I might get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's about a man being hunted <laughs> and then becoming the hunter. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so it's pretty straightforward. Carlos has, has, has books full of lore that you can read at your leisure, which would mean he'll be incredibly offended never... that I've broken it yeah. down to one sentence. But but yeah, essentially. <laughs> but his uh, his vocal style on on the album definitely shifted slightly as well, and um, still got his the classic Carlos white noise as it's referred to. Um, he went for a lot lower register stuff as well. Yes, um, which is trying to. I think appease some of our uh, requests for like more more death metal style vocals. Mm. Um, so he's doing a bit of lower stuff, which is really cool and works really well. Was Neil involved in that as well? Yeah, he's he's got backing vocals all over the place. Yeah, um, yeah. in a so, couple of tracks, he like like Path to Empyrean, like it, which I get you probably no, you will have heard now because you got an advance. But like it's yeah. he's like almost it's almost like dual vocals. So yes. like he will take like you know they'll they'll go between them and like Squeeze got a really really good voice like mm-hmm. he's he's stepped stepped up as well. That's a great track actually. Um, you fun with the blast beats on that one as well. <laughs> totally. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's really nice to have like him not just someone who's like like I can shout occasionally and do backing vocals, but like mm. Squeeze is like could genuinely just do vocals in another band if he wanted. You know, um, yeah. he, he used the front bands as a vocalist beforehand, yeah. And yeah. now Greg's in the band as well, yeah. It draws a kind of nice comparison to Dog Turd as well with their vocalists, totally. Series. Yeah, it's, it's it's really nice to have someone else who can, like, you can the contrast like, nail the vocal parts, yeah. And they do like complement each other quite well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So this segues nicely into Kelvin Doran. Who did the artwork for it? It's jaw dropping, Steve, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he started doing more of these uh, full color ones, but this was, I remember, the first one I seen that like just, you know, it's kind of watercolory, but it really just jumps out. It's really, really cool. It says a lot yeah, as well. Did a yeah. great job. Um, he's such a nice guy as well. He's just so easy to work with. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm constantly badgering him for like edits and uh, <laughs> change this, sort this feature design. Oh, can you make this logo look X? You were the one that was hounding him, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's just been tweaking some t-shirts for us as well. Um, that we're hopefully can get printed. So, yeah, make sure you bring it in over to Ireland, man, because I ain't yeah. buying nothing from the UK anymore due to fucking customs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a sore one. <laughs> I don't know whether to get the cassette and the t-shirt or the CD and the t-shirt. I certainly can play the cassette if I want. The cassette looks amazing, actually. Yeah, yeah. I need to buy a, a tape player. <laughs> yeah. 
I've been buying cassettes and vinyls too, but I don't I have a vinyl player, but it's broken. But I don't have a cassette player. But I'll get them. yeah. I like the cassette because it's it's something I would buy and like yeah. sort of have and display sort of thing maybe. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't even have a CD player, let alone a tape player. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So you nailed the album, and then how far away then was the call up the bloodstock when he when he had the album done and dusted? I think that was March that we we got sort of the offer. Um, so yeah, album was done and sort of maybe start of January by the time we got it sort of mastered okay. and and all all finalised. Um, I'd certainly been badgering. Uh, Simon uh, Bloodstock, like even before it was mastered, I think I sent him just the uh, the mix tracks, um, and like what the tactic? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it took took a wee while, uh, <laughs> but, but he he was kind enough to get back and be and sort of you know, obviously he gets hounded by people for of course, yeah. uh, all the time, um, so. Yeah, eventually I think he, he gave it a good listen and he got back in touch and asked us to, to play the Jaeger stage. And, and we what an experience did. that was. The crowds looked fucking fantastic for it. It was great. We locked out because the stage was bigger uh, than previous years. Oh, really? Um, okay, that's good to hear. Yeah, I, I don't know the, the exacts, but it certainly certainly looked a good bit bigger. Um, yeah, I think it was at least twice as big and the because before and the bar used to be kind of beside it now it's like the, it's the bars in the tent and the tents way way bigger okay and uh yeah and the sound was like really good as well so we were we were pretty fortunate um yeah because i thought when i seen from the pictures i thought it was the new blood stage because i know they sometimes like have headliners on those who don't go through the metal to the masses it looked that big yeah are mm. you great because i seen the pictures like when when band we know tombs played it i think the tent cleared out so it was empty because uh, yeah, they're awful <laughs> <laughs> well done nice dig there yeah, I always have to get the digs in <laughs> no yeah it looked looked great yeah great great music for like your that style I think Bloodstock really likes that um yeah heaviness so I was there when Dogtired played yeah two years ago and yeah they great yeah. set there oh, but really, they really yeah, they really yeah. liked in that fact, heavy no, we went we went and saw you I remember yeah Oh, it did you? Oh, cool. Yeah, because you would have, you were on the new blood stage that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, um, the Jägermeister stage, like it, I went to Bloodstock for four years in a row, and it was fucking tiny. It was a nightmare for a, a five piece, for example, like yourselves. Like there just wasn't any fucking room to move, you know, and. Oh. The bar was attached to the stage more or less as well, so it was just yeah, yeah. Even nah, getting the, in and out with with guitars and stuff was like a hassle. Like, nah, they. I mean, they've definitely upped the yeah. The the whole marquee is way way bigger, and there's like a cordoned off quote unquote backstage bit to load in, and like it's still low because the tent's quite low, I guess. So the yeah. stage isn't very high off the ground, but like it's yeah. it's way bigger, and it was yeah, it was really good. Did you play most of the album? Pretty much most of it. Um, Pretty much, yeah. All bar two, I think. One or two, or yeah. One. I think we, uh, yeah, maybe one, and we were going to play an extra one, but then we didn't. I can't remember. Yeah. Or maybe going to play Crewer, and we didn't, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did Sanidar make it? KK Downing ran over. Uh, he's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did Sanidar make it? No, maybe that was one 
We've not we've not played that one live, no. Yeah. Not played Strandar. Yeah. Right, now it's play for Cork now. Yeah, I think we will play it live, but it's yeah, it's only like two minutes long or something like that. So it was one of those where we're like, oh, we'll do something cool and like have a you know an instrumental album track or something. Mm. It was just like, yeah, it was like fun to do. Um, I don't think we ever thought we'd play it live, but yeah, um, no, it breaks think, up the album. Maybe we will, yeah. Yeah, it just gives us. I, I, um, love, I love stuff like that. Yeah, totally. yeah. It gives it the fucking listener a, a fucking rest, man, because you're just fucking pummeling them to death <laughs> right through. Like it's, it's just one of the most intense albums I've listened to this year. And fair play to you for doing that, lads. Uh, my favorite track, by the way, is how am I going to even pronounce it? Miasmic yep. intuition. Miasmic, yeah. Miasmic yeah. intuition. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite track at the moment. After playing it around fifteen times. Yeah. Oh, the whole album 15 times that that one for me at the moment i love it sick okay that's cool. great yeah okay so i'm gonna play another one before uh we get into some theatrics and fun this is path to empyrean empyrean yeah, yeah. okay Also want to give a shout out to your ex bassist Jamie, who did a fucking fantastic job on the album as well, man. He killed it on the bass. He did. He did. Was it easy to find a replacement for him, or do you all know Greg? Yeah, I've I've known Greg for years now. I played in a band with him years ago. Um, Is he still? We lived together speaker? for a while. Yeah, yeah, he's still vocalist and co-speaker. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, there was. I mean, first and foremost. Um, whoever was going to come in just had to get on with and just be, be sound because the way we work as well, you know, we uh, yeah, we just we just wanted a friend, <laughs> yeah, and it, uh, uh, so everyone knew him, specimen of a human being as well, 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, handsome Greg. Um, <laughs> He's an arsehole after a few beers, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, am I correct in saying is Lynn's the only guy from Glasgow? The rest of you, Edinburgh. Oh, no, well, Edinburgh. I'm, I'm actually from uh, near Aberdeen, but that's fine. <laughs> You'll take the the Glasgow. I'll, I'll take the Glasgow. I'm not Edinburgh, no, but neither is Dan actually. So, yeah. Edinburgh is the longest. Is uh, I've lived the longest in Edinburgh of anywhere. Okay, uh, and how did you all meet up? Was it just through friendship or through different bands or what? Pretty much just bands, I guess. I mean, um, me and Callus kind of kicked things off. Um, and then when we we had a, a different lineup originally for a, a pretty short period of time. Yeah. Um, we knew Lines because he drummed for Firebrand Super Rock, again with Jamie and Laura from King Witch. Okay. Um so he was he's just another penny cooker. <laughs> um he played in Goddamn Brewery at the time or, or he, he did vocals. Um so yeah, yeah, it was pretty much just either somebody knew somebody in the band or we were aware of them through other bands. Is there any truth in the rumour that Squee is Keith's brother in law? Yeah, Luke's brother in law. Was it Luke? Yeah. She's very incestuous there, lads. Absolutely. Dog turd. That's 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 penny cook for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's penny cook for you. <laughs> that's penny cook is fuck. So I have got. I was in contact with Dog Turd, and they offered yeah. up four questions for you, right? Oh, so, and this is nothing now to do with what I have for you, right? Uh huh. So you get two questions each to answer. They're numbered one, two, three, and four. So Dan, pick a number. Who? Who offered Party Cannon a job whilst away with it at La Belle? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> really? That's a good start now. Okay. <laughs> good questions there. I wouldn't doubt Dog Tired now to stick the boys. Okay. <laughs> Linz, are you worried? Yeah. You've got one, three, or four to pick from. One. Who is the forager of the band? Forager? Yeah. Oh, the forager, that's, I mean, Callus is the forager. <laughs> Callus is an absolute druid. Like, <laughs> like, he loves to wear a cloak. He loves to hunt for mushrooms. He loves to look at weird flora and fauna. Yeah. And he loves okay. to tell you what every little plant is, whether you're interested or not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he gets very angry when you mispronounce things as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he'd love me. Jesus Christ. That's not the right genus of that shrub. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to you, Dan. Three uh-huh. or four? Four. What was Callus's first band called? Oh. Oh, no, I've forgotten. Oh, Christ. We we literally spoke about this like the other week. I can't remember. You've got the answer there. What was it? I don't have the answer. They refused to give it to me. Oh what? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. It's like it's crazy. Oh, I can't remember what it is now. Is it, is it a re- like the t- like a teenage band? It's not out by degrees, which was his band. No, no, it's like it was like Oh well, like yeah. a rubbish band as it was ages ago. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, maybe, I, maybe, remember. I vaguely remember we were talking about this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we, we literally we were down in uh, Nottingham playing a gig. Uh, Dog Tired were on there as well, so we went to Sherwood Forest. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Carlos was in his element. He was foraging. He bought a new foraging <laughs> pouch. 
it was it was a whole big thing. It was great. <laughs> that weekend we've been talking about um, band names, and it was yeah one of his first bands. Oh man, I can't remember. And so band. you did a bit of jousting and sword fighting as well. I saw a few of the pictures. Looked hilarious. Yeah, we well <laughs> didn't know what to expect to be honest. It was a, a it was the Robin Hood uh, festival. We turned up in Nottingham, and it was like the random weekend we were playing a gig. There, like we went to like Sherwood Forest, and there was a not a Robin Hood festival on. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I can think of one other band that would enjoy that as much, and you're talking to one of them here tonight. Yeah. Grey Stag would be in like Flynn without oh, a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to talking to Alice about this foraging because I'm, I'm I'm getting into it too. Oh, he's a forager. <laughs> you know what? Greg's a forager as well, and I didn't know that until he joined the band. So now we have two of them. Okay. <laughs> They're slowly taking over. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you're left with the last one. Linz, yeah. who is the best hair, Squee or Callus? <laughs> oh. Best hair or the best beard? I guess it's all. No, the hair. hair. Just, just the hair? Just specified hair. Specified, specified hair. I would. Oh, it's tough. You know, I'm gonna go with Callus, but like, I think Squee would actually be better, but he doesn't like take care of it at all. So it's uh, okay. pretty, <laughs> it's pretty wild. <laughs> okay. I think Squee's hair with uh, with Callus's beard would be a good combination. That is that's the winning combination. He just right. needs to like a conditioner. Like I, I mean, I'm just jealous. I can't do it. Timothy, like, hair, yeah. hair conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> just a little conditioner occasionally, you know. Right. Like, but... Anyway, right. I'm going pitting the two of you up against each other to see who will deservingly get points off me. It's an Irish quiz, right? So you have to brush up on your Irishness with this quiz. Yeah. I threw that dog tired as well, and um, I think it was Keith won it as far as I can remember mm. anyway. So the first one, Linz, is to you. Uh, for one yeah. point, what was the name of the tea lady in Father Ted? Mrs. Doyle. Yes, very good. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Don't be yeah. getting confident. That's the worst thing <laughs> you can do. Where's the end? Okay, Dan, which Irish yeah. actor starred in Oppenheimer? Uh, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, but Killian Murphy. Yes, indeed. And for a bonus point, where is he from in Cor- in Ireland? <laughs> 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 is it Cork? Yes, you get a bonus point. That would have been amazing <laughs> if that was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Linz, back to you. Yeah. Name the famous rock star statue just off Grafton Street. It's outside Brookselles Rock Bar. It must be Phil Lynott, right? Very good, yeah. Yes, Okay, getting into it, why I gave you a hint yeah. for the bonus there, Dan, in the next question. Although you could <laughs> surprise me and get it right. Well, uh, name the famous TV talk show host whose statue is in Limerick. I can't think right now of any Irish talk show host. He had a show on, on ITV. Uh, he did the Eurovision a few times as well. So, no. Nope. Uh-uh. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Paradise Lost gave him a shout out. Actually, Steve, oh, when they really? played in Dolan's, they actually went and found a statue. Of yeah. Uh, mine is totally blank. I can see him, but I can't. Nah. 
Over to you, Linz. <laughs> Linz, do you want to steal the point? Well, I, I mean, you said Eurovision. Is it Graham Norton? No, no, no. Oh. Ter- ter- Terry Wogan. <laughs> Terry Wogan. Wogan. Oh, no oh. way. Okay. I can see him. I can see him. <laughs> I would have been really impressed if he got that, Dan, in fairness. I didn't know Terry Wogan was Irish. Uh, no way. Yeah, neither did yeah. we. You'd never guess it the way you talk. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is um, about traveling, Linz, okay? So, yeah. which has the longer distance, okay? Dublin to Belfast, yeah. Dublin to Cork, or Dublin to Limerick? Hmm. Okay, so Dublin to Belfast, Dublin to Cork, or Dublin to Limerick? Well, it's Dublin, Dublin, Belfast, or Dublin, Cork. I think it's not Dublin, Limerick. So I like your process of elimination. I think it's. I'll go Dublin, Belfast. Eh, eh. Dublin, oh. Cork. Looks <laughs> sick. Yeah. <laughs> no, must be must be pretty close, right? <laughs> no, it's fucking miles. The benefit away. of this, Dan, if you were listening, is name five cities in Ireland. Go. Uh, Cork, Limerick, Galway, Dublin. Shit. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, God. Why are you doing this to us? No one's going to come to our gigs. They're going to think we're assholes. <laughs> uh, oh, man. No, I've, I've only got the four. Go back. What did you say? Uh, I said Dublin. Yeah. Cork. Yeah. Limerick. Yeah. Galway. Yes. In the uh, whole of Ireland now. I'll open it to Northern Ireland then. Belfast. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, all right. I was keeping away from that border. <laughs> <laughs> what border? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, in your I mean, mind. It's in your mind. Right. Linz, <laughs> you can get a shitload of points now, just like Dan did. Whiskies. Name five of the best Irish whiskies. The best no, according to who? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm rubbish with whiskeys, man. Okay, I'm, so this is not. I'm not. I'm, I I don't know. Yeah. Can you name fucking one Irish whiskey? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Dan is going to win this. You know that. Like you have the bragging yeah, rights. Gonna, he is going to win it, right? You can't name any Irish whiskey. So I mean, I can, but I, I you put me on the spot now, like. I feel embarrassed. But okay, I, like, okay, I'll give you a clue for one of them. That yeah. prick, Conor McGregor. What's the name of his whiskey? I don't even know he had a whiskey. What's McGregor got whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> Is it notorious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't remember what his whiskey is either. I can't yeah. either, though. Proper 12. Uh, okay. okay, so anything at all then, no? Brain yeah. fart moment. You can't think of a thing. <laughs> Dan, over He's to you. He's frantically uh, Jameson. Okay. Anything else? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the most Rich, point, though. Richie, yeah. probably give you extra points for that really famous one down in Cork as well. Steve, can you add it in any of them? Well, there's Middleton. They did green spot, yellow spot. <laughs> yes, there's everything. Proper 12 is, there's Paddy's, there's Bushmills, there's Tullamore Jew. Bloody better. Okay. I was so, look, 
So yeah. there's still a chance for you to win this, Linz. There's still a chance uh, for you to win this. To be fair, I could hardly name any Scottish whiskies, let alone Irish whiskies anyway. So. <laughs> I could give you half a dozen Scottish ones, but yeah. yeah. I mean, two I'm or three, maybe. Yeah, I've got that. Really, yeah. Okay, Dan, over to you. Stouts, which is stronger? Right? Beamish, Murphy's, or Guinness? It's pure guess, Murphy's. No. Do you want to steal the point, Linz? Must be Beamish. Oh, for fuck's sake. No. Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Guinness was too obvious. <laughs> okay. So at the moment, Linz has three points. points. <laughs> and Dan has seven points, right? Oh, fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> so the last question, Dan starts off. Name five Irish bands, Dan. Name one at the start, we'll say. Ben Lizzie. Right. Linz. Uh, I'll go for Grey Stag. Good. That? Okay. Yeah. Dan? Oh, yeah. I just immediately went to like. <laughs> Real uh, Zora. Zora. Very good. Linz? <laughs> what did you say first, Dan? I've immediately forgotten. Oh, I went to Thin Lizzy. Oh, you went to Thin Lizzy. Um... I was forgetting the grassroots. Going yeah. straight for the big ones. Richie's writing something nice there. Oh my god. <laughs> um, let's go. He's no good glasses on. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, if we go, we can go for you too and piss people off. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. You get deducted points for that. Fuck you, Linz. <laughs> fucking hell. All the fucking Irish metal bands, and he knows. Fuck all about it, and he drags you to. I was trying to think of a really shitty pop band, but actually, that was the one that came to mind. Yeah. Oh, there's loads of shit. Dan, put us out of our misery. I mean, I'm not going to say the obvious one that's right in front of us, but I'll go one out. Oh yeah, there you go. Is there a sick band? Yeah. Oh, Levine as well, right? Ooh. He's showboating now, when it's too late. Oh, I was too late. All right. (laughs) Dan. Penton slug. Yeah. Ten ton slug, Linz. Ten ton slug. Oh, the slugs. The slugs. <laughs> Any Northern Ireland bands, lads? Oh, we go for, go for the crawling. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Dan, final entry. Uh, Lock Horns. Lock. Ooh, I like it. Very good. Linz, close but no cigar. You got your ass handed on a plate there. So, Dan, yeah. you get the the beautiful point of whatever you want when you're in Cork. I'll have a Guinness. Yeah. And the, be- <laughs> the strongest stout. The strongest stout. <laughs> I don't think it is the strongest stout. Though. That was great, lads. Thanks for competing in that. I must say, um, your knowledge is shit, Linz, but uh, I'm sure you make up for it in other, other things, you know, in fairness. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the touring cycle of this album before we finish up. We have Steve on the show for a reason. How did this come together? The likes of Grey Stag meeting Arnold, or there's history between them, maybe, or what? Actually, not yet. No, this no, is yeah. made. It just okay. to be made. I know we've seen you at the, your Zora tour, and when is that? 2019. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I think you mailed us just saying I think Zor weren't able to do it and we're, you know, next in line, passing the <laughs> torch. 
they'd heard that of sounds us. kind of sad to say that way but uh, <laughs> yeah no like as lynn said like we were like we were there at bloodstock and saw you guys and was absolutely class and uh really liked the new music you're releasing as well so we were just like we want to come back over to ireland it's, it yeah. seems like a much better idea to do it with a really good local band and yeah. then likewise we can sort of return and some of the favor as well so we had a good time with zora and uh so yeah that made sense to grace that so the the irish dates are the 16th of um november and that's in mm-hmm. belfast and that's grace dag hint shout out to ian and the lads they're releasing um a brilliant ep lads um it's coming up next week or so so check out that and nomadus are playing as well. That was definitely my album of the year last year. They're a fucking fantastic band. Yeah, I think the Madness are playing in Edinburgh um, at Hellraiser um, in October. So go and see them. Oh, definitely do. Um, before we actually play with them. So yeah, cool. they're lovely lads. Sound out. They actually support the dog tired when they hit um, Belfast. Mm. So the 17th then is Limerick. Again, yeah. with Grey Stag, I'd imagine there might be another band, I'm guessing, could be added in there. Yet. Yeah, we sure. don't have a poster yet, but Trench Knife will be playing oh, with us yeah. that day. Oh, fuck me. What a... What so that's, been, that's been run by the guys from From the Depths. They're going to do um like a starting kind of podcast for an hour, they said, like a live one, and then Trench Knife, us, and Iron Alter. Uh, that's in Pharmacia. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. Um, well, I haven't been to a gig in Pharmacia yet. People say it's good though. I've only they do great cocktails though, lads. So you'll enjoy that. <laughs> I love so a cocktail. <laughs> so then the eighteenth, you'll be seeing me in Fred Zeppelin's again. That's Grey Stag and Evan will be adding another band or two. And uh, mm. it don't say who it is in case he fucking tracks you down and stabs you in your vegetable patch. Steve, you know, <laughs> um, it has yet to be announced who else is supporting Grey Stag with Iron Alter in Cork, but that'll be fantastic. It's the 18th of November. Yeah. Is that a Saturday night? Is it? It is a that Saturday is a Saturday, night. yeah. No, that's uh, going to be our last one. Yeah, our last gig in Cork was our first, no, our first headlining with Dead Cult, and it sold out, and it was just amazed. Cork crowd's always good. It's going to be a good night, I think. We bring it, lads. We bring it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the 19th then is Dublin again with Grey Stag and Trench Knife. Where's that one, lads? Is that? Shinee, isn't it? Yep. Oh, that one is in Shinee, yeah. Nice. I haven't played there since 2019, and I, I, that's where I've seen you guys as well. But yeah, mm. lovely venue. Yeah, it's a cool place. Hmm. And yeah, what else are you playing? You're playing Hordes X Festival in Dundee. When's that? That's on the thirtieth of this month. Yeah, two, um, two weeks. Ago. So, yeah, the album comes out on the twenty ninth, and then, um, yeah, then we're playing Dundee on the thirtieth. So it's sort of an album lunch. Um, we should our... all be in, yeah, all be well have like physical copies and CDs and tapes and stuff for that. So for that, yeah, that's what Hell Ripper, Dog Tired, is the Catalysm? Catalysis. Catalysis. Okay. Nasu band did that's it. We we played with them at um, Bloodstock. They're they're really cool. Which one, Steve? Mm. Nasu. Oh really? Yeah. What kind of style of music are they? To be it's 
sludgy or maybe straight, kind of lamagadi as well, but um, okay. very groovy, very heavy. Yeah, they've got loads of variation as well. I mean, they could almost be sort of prog metal in some parts because yep. they just, yeah, they throw tons of different styles in there. Very technical. Yep. Band. And is there any other gigs there that I might have missed? I'm sure that you're playing a so shit we've got, um End of December, or middle of December, uh, we're playing in Glasgow, and we've got Grey Stag coming over for that. Oh, cool. Yep. And then on the 16th, the night after, Saturday night, that's our kind of official... It's not an album launch because it um, comes out in September, but it's a album launch party, maybe a celebration. Yeah. It's your end of but, tour, because uh, you're playing a lot of gigs over these few months. Yeah, a, a good few. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the one in December um, in Edinburgh is going to be good. So we've kind of just sort of invited up like bands that we played with before, um, who we sort of consider mates. Some we haven't. Um, we've got uh, Primitive Vices. They're from from Edinburgh slash Benny Cook. Um, then we've got Yerson from I think Sunderland, and um, oh, they're releasing okay. an album yeah. through Trepanation Rec- uh, Recordings as well. Um, their stuff sounding really, really good. Um, Kakihara, they're kind. They, I think they're sent just Central Belt, and they play yeah. all the place. They're so really good <laughs> hardcore band. Um, Terraglyph from Leeds. Yeah, Terraglyph and. Hammer, so Keith will be oh. with us and the other Penny Cook lads. Yeah. And when's yeah, this? It... Is this the 16th of December, is it, or 15th? 16th of December. Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, and the Glasgow one, yes. Yeah, yeah, we're we're so looking forward to coming over because I know we've been, it's been on our minds since when we first supported Razor Sharp Death Blizzard when they first came over here in 2018. <laughs> And then we're talking to the Dog Tower guys in Bloodstock. Yeah, I've just want to get over to Scotland. It seems to kind of very similar to Ireland music wise. Like it's very you've got your own sound over there, but yeah, but no, yeah. it's very still sludgy, groovy, proggy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah, it should be good. Um, I think the like a good sense of community as well, Steve. To be fair, as well, yeah, everyone yeah. likes. There's a lot of bands like stepping up now from Edinburgh and doing bigger things, like going and releasing stuff on bigger labels and going to Europe and like doing bigger tours and playing festivals, and it makes you want to do bigger and better things you know when like yes. you know the guys next door in the practice room next year like you know like playing big shows and like putting out big records you're like oh well we we can do that as well you know so everyone sort of ups their game so yeah well you good. certainly be, fucking hit the mark with this one that's uh, uh, a rising tide raises all ships there you go indeed yeah someone yeah. said that the other day yes that sounds like a callicism yes <laughs> yeah. See, he, also he's, 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 he's also got that personality. <laughs> ah, druids, druids, speak. fucking druids, man. I did plant druids, my own oak tree. I just needed to grow. Uh, <laughs> we're also playing some other shows in England. I think in October. I can't remember exactly where we're going, Dan. Oh yeah, yeah, we're going to uh, going to Newcastle, um, cool. Brighton, and uh, Bolton. Right. Yeah. I don't know too much about the scene down in in those places. Is that a fucking nice tr- distance as well, Brighton? Yeah. So Newcastle's gonna be good. Um, that not Bristol, the... or is it Brighton? Oh shit! I would I do this every single time. Yeah, Bristol. I think it's. I think it's, it's still a long drive though. To be fair, it's okay. uh, it's, it's further New... down. So. Newcastle to to Bristol is still like six or Five seven hours, hours or something yeah. crazy like that. So. 
Yeah. And we're playing with Finkel and uh, Souls of Jack Ketch. Um, who are good yeah. mates there, organising the gig for us. And then down to Bristol um, at the Griffin, and we're supporting French band Polori. Um, they're really good if you're into like the HM2 sort of hardcore sort okay. of vibe, hardcore death. Um, yeah. so it's really interesting the that. fact that you can play with so many different bands, you know, which is uh, always a good thing. I love variety on, on um, a bill, mm. but um, yeah, it's great that you're doing all those gigs, you know, with different bands. It seems it seems more acceptable now to have a slightly more mixed bill. Even bigger tours seem to have realized that that's, I think, better for the bands and better for the punters, you know? Yeah. Like, even 10 years ago, like, if I'm playing in a death metal band, you just play with three other death metal bands, so that'd be it, you know? Yeah. You, know, you can, mm. the bills do seem to be more varied, which is more mm. interesting for everybody. It is more interesting, yeah. Um, Evan has it perfected with Dead Cold, didn't he say? Yeah, he's carefully hones what he's putting on there. Mm. So th- there'll be a good variety that night as well. Um, just briefly tell us about uh, Trepanation Records, mm. who was involved with that. So that's um, Dan Dolby, um, who's the bassist from Massive. And oh, he's uh, okay. another band, Catfolk, and a maybe even some more projects um but yeah uh yeah he's just proper sound guy master for an incredible band as well and he's been really good to work with and really helpful and and like yeah always up for giving advice so yeah really supportive he really liked it and was like i'll put it out and we'll we'll do physical copies and then we're hoping to do vinyl as well if we can shift enough and like he seems dead nice, so hopefully we'll hook up with them a bit more in the future as well. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been really great. So shout out to Dan. Yeah, that's great. So finally, the merch side of things, there it's all up in Bandcamp now. There's pre-orders going in there. <laughs> yeah, so the the pre-orders of the album on uh, CD and cassette are, are still going. Um, yeah, we should be in a position that we were getting quite close to release day, but pre-orders should arrive kind of on or around a release date. Um, we've got new merch up. Um, Fabulous. More merch, more merch to come as well. So yeah. loads, loads of merch. A lot of it designed by Kelvin. So there you go. Mm-hmm. If you like no, Kelvin, buy, buy uh, things that he designs. They're good. Yes, I can't wait to fucking wear the T-shirt and um, be sure to bring plenty across um, when you're doing the Irish tour, lads, uh, CDs. Oh, and... uh, please, please buy our, please everyone buy our shirts because it yes. makes this trip more affordable. So yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Unless you are like, who was it? Was it Zentrix that went to Dublin and they couldn't get into their fucking van, wasn't it? All their merch and everything. Said... And then, yeah, and it. Couldn't make that one up. So that's it, lads. Once again, congratulations on releasing one of the heaviest albums of the year without a fucking shadow of a doubt. Flying the flag for Scotland over here. We can't wait to have you on these shores and right in front of us on the stage and absorbing fucking heaviness that you, you give to us. And um, yeah, it's not too far away. Away on the horizon, yeah. really, is it? I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, Promethean is boots. out on the 29th of September. Check it out on Bandcamp, lads. Get your orders in. Thanks to Dan and Linz for joining me on the show. Thank you very much.
Yeah. Thanks, Richie. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and shout out to Greg, Neil, and the Druid. Callus, is it? Or Squee? Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the lads, anyway, for releasing this fantastic album. Steve, as always, thanks for joining me on the show. Great crack. Always great to join in. Yeah. See you soon, guys. See ya. Or to this oh, tour, man. It'll be just second to none. It really will be. So that's it, lads. As I always end the show, support your local medicine.